0: Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in everybody This episode was very interesting How it manifested So a little background I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts Which is called The Gary V Audio Experience And it is hosted by Gary Vaynerchuk So if you ever want to check it out Feel free, I'll kind of give you the premise Uh, What it is, is This podcast are snippets Of Gary's talks And speeches And on this episode he had guests on They They were kind of just talking doing him doing an interview or whatnot and they were having listeners call in and ask questions well um our guest today ethan from thirst drink and sweets was on and he basically had some questions and, and they were talking and he you know he mentioned he was from salt lake city so i perked up a little bit and you know when i got to uh, a moment i actually looked up his business that he was Talking about, And I realized I have actually been to his shop So I followed him on Instagram, sent him a message uh, Just said, hey, you did a great job asking your questions uh, on the podcast Hope you got the value you're looking for I have a podcast as well Love for you to come on and share your story So I'm very thankful that Ethan took time to come out And uh, talk to us on this episode of the DVO Show Hope you guys enjoy everybody welcome back to the DVO show and I'm here with Ethan from Thirst Drinks how you doing Ethan? I'm doing really well. Great now I want to talk about real quick how we kind of got to meet up here. So I'm a big obviously everyone knows I listen to podcasts that's why I have a podcast Uh, but I was listening to one of my favorites Uh, it's called the Gary V Audio Experience and it's uh, hosted by Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, the episode that I was listening to was published December 22 2019 and the title was Get real about what it is you fear with Amy Landino. And they also took phone calls in. Ethan called in. And uh, he was just kind of talking, and he just kind of was, you had some questions. And yeah. and uh, you mentioned your, your company, and I thought, wait, Thirst, that sounds familiar. So I looked it up uh, when I got to a stop sign, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I got to a stoplight. Uh, I looked it up. I have been to your store. Okay. Um, So I was like, oh, that's cool. I've been to that store. I had a client that lived down the street. Uh, They just, their house wasn't the best. uh, So they were like, can we meet somewhere outside my house? Uh And so we met there. I like to meet at drink shops a lot uh, because everyone kind of meets always at, you know, Starbucks or coffee shops. I don't like smelling like coffee beans. Um, So I've been switching and going to soda shops. Uh, So I've been to Thirst quite a few times. Yeah. Then I follow, I hit up your Instagram. So we at a
1: soda shop today if it wasn't so, uh, Sunday, right? Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, I get it written this room out and I don't smell because this room's enclosed. Yeah, I don't smell really like right. coffee. Um, but uh, but yeah, so, so uh, anyway, I've been to your shop. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I hit follow on the Instagram. Uh, you mentioned your personal Instagram. Hit follow on that. I want to talk about your personal one yeah. as well. Uh, but anyway, cool, cool shop. Uh, so I hit you up. Just, hey, man, great on the episode. Uh, then I had to go in. I went in. Uh, the next day, because I was nearby, I had to do research, uh, and, and get get a, get, a oh, of right. <laughs> get a couple treats, get a couple treats, and uh, try it out. See if As you were you in. Um, funny enough, you actually had a machine, uh, a popcorn machine there, and you had stickers all over it. Uh-huh. And some of your stickers were donuts unplugged in the Utah Dough Show. Yeah. Uh, real plug out to them. They've been on my podcast. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I saw that. like yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, love your love love your store. Uh, no, no, tell me, you called into the Gary V. Uh, yeah. show. Why did you call in? What were you hoping well, to get? so
1: I'll tell the story of how okay. it happened. Um, so, so, um, I was with one of my employees and I don't usually, I, I like Gary's content, uh, but I don't usually, definitely don't ever consume it live. I don't know about you. I'm more of like at the convenience of me when it works Podcast for form, yeah, yeah. or I can go scroll through Instagram later now when I'm laying in bed or whatever. Uh, I got a Facebook live notification, weirdly enough, on my phone, opened it up, Okay. Um, just by chance, something that I would typically not no- op- normally open up. Um, had my one of my employees. I was like, hey, put my number and put my number in I was busy doing something. Oh, okay. Forgot about it. Twenty minutes later, I get a call from the little thing that says New York City. I'm like, no way. I'm like, wow. Thir- thirst, this is Ethan. Ethan, this is Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm the Ask Gary V Show. That's <laughs> so, awesome. That <laughs> was insane, man. Yeah, and I was like, wow. Uh, it was it was really cool to just talk to him, you know, right? Like, I didn't have a clear super clear question that I necessarily wanted to ask. Okay, but I was more like, you know, it's been really cool to like get a lot of, you know, reassurance and positivity from this dude oh, over the yeah. last few years and like it's cool to just talk to him in person so okay yeah, it just fired me up it was really fun that's
0: awesome yeah. now now gary i love gary's podcast mm-hmm. um he really helped switch my mindset a little bit of of my entrepreneurship uh-huh. uh which was really it was really helped me out a lot so yeah. i listen to his podcast every day oh really and so yeah so it was, so it was really I, cool i, I, I probably
1: that. do too yeah it just depends on the day i i like there's certain aspects of it that i like and some that i I, I get why people like it. For instance, like, I'm not as much into the motivational th- right. things every day. And so if I get a, since he does put out so much content, it's like, naturally, there's going to be more motivational mindset episodes of his podcast. Right. But I, re, well, the ones I really appreciate are kind of the more tactful, like the more ones, so not more tactful, ones packed with tactics. And because yes. um, dude, what I respect, and that's why I like him, what I respect about him is he actually does know the tactics to build real Absolutely. actual businesses, you know, and he's not just really good with his words on top of, he is good with his words, but yeah. he backs it up and that's, right. that's what I like most about him and that's why I continue to listen to him and that's why I like those episodes because I'm actually doing it too Yeah, and I like to know how he does it. It's it's nice. You know? It's cool. Yeah. So um, now let's just
0: gears into that and talk yeah. about your personal uh, Instagram, which is yeah. Ethan from Thirst. It is. Um, and you've got a lot of content about you running your business, right? I like that. I was actually just consuming a bunch of it the other night, just kind of just it. watching a ton of your videos. Uh-huh. You're talking about what you're doing. You, 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 uh, plugged into one of your interviews, uh, with a new manager. Uh-huh. Uh, you recorded that. Um, anyway, you're talking about how you run your business, Yeah. which I like that. And so you talk, you talk about that. Then you also have the business itself, yep. uh, th- their, uh, their Instagram and, yep. and, um, you have got, you got good stuff on there, you got, yeah you guys got, got some good stuff on
1: there yeah. we've, I mean we've grown the majority of our business on the back of becoming part of the community on Instagram specifically. Okay. when our business started, it's really when Instagram started to kick off and grab all the fire. We jumped on it, we've produced a ton of content for it. We're a right. small business, but we have at, at the minimum one person all the time making full-time content for us. Um, she works full- time, makes our content. All the time, and all, additionally, we have help, like she has assistance sometimes too yeah, um, we've taken it really seriously, and uh, it's paid dividends for us for sure it's been re- it's, That's awesome it's done really well for us now. that's
0: awesome, so I want to know um oh actually when we keep talking about yours yeah. you uh you posted some stuff you guys did for Christmas recently, yeah talk about that a little bit
1: I mean everything we do is an effort to become part of the community nice. so and I like that. If, if you follow our page we're really trying to communicate with other people in the community because we're a local business our customers are real customers they're gonna buy a drink from us they're it part of the community so everything we're doing on there today we posted a series every single Sunday we do a series called thirsty Utah business okay and we literally go out and make a we our employees go out and make a highlight video of another business, we reach out and this is all for free. Okay. We go out and make a highlight video of their business, tell all of our following, which has gotten pretty large at this point on our thirst account, uh, "Hey, this business is awesome," and then we team up with them for a giveaway so we can kind of okay. each other's audience. But it's and then this campaign that we were you were just talking about, we did something called Light the World. Right. And we for us that was twenty five days of service every day of leading up to Christmas in December. And then on the twenty on Christmas morning, our day of service was, de- delivering Christmas to three that's different awesome. families, and we had our followers kind of help us donate that. And again, we're just trying to become part of the community, um, and because that's where our customers are, and so that's why we make so much content. That's why why we're always collaborating. That's why we're doing these extra series yeah. and extra things. It's because that's what's given us all the leverage is being able to communicate with our customers by. Being a part of the community—that's very cool, though. That's 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 very cool.
0: Nice, nice. Um, Now, on on that podcast, one one thing that they mentioned that they were really surprised of um, is that you're only twenty three years old.
1: Twenty
0: two. Or twenty two. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Twenty two, and you've got a brick and mortar store, you know, in in the heart of Salt Lake City. Um, They seem very fascinated by that, Mm -hmm. which is it is very impressive. Tell me, did you have, like, entrepreneurial tendencies as a young kid? Did you catch some of those early or what did you do beforehand?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say, like, if I was being totally honest, I wouldn't say that. I was the kid, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, this kid's always trying to sell me something. But I was always working really hard. Okay. And most of the time it was on a business. So I was also a normal kid. I played high school sports. I had a lot of friends. I had a big social life. But, yeah, I was the kid that was the I think I was 10 or 11 when I started a lawn mowing business with my buddy. Okay, all walked right, I walked like awesome. a mile just pushing my lawn mower right. from my parents' house. to this. I mean, you know, that kind of story. Okay. And then window washing, Christmas light hanging was a big thing for me. My oh, first, wow. like, legit business with a location was I saw in high school the shaved ice shacks. They were the place yeah. to be. Um, and I was like, why even is this the place to be? And so I was like, I think I could do a better job of creating an experience and uh, just make it – the place to hang out, so I did that my junior year of high school. I, really, yeah. I had one of those legit buildings. I found a, I found a parking lot and had a oh, wow. contract in there. We paid yeah. lease payment every month, and I had employees. We made snow cones. We did marketing. Like, wow. Yeah, and so that was kind of when I really learned how to have employees pay taxes. Do more right. in the business on a very very small scale, and then. So I that's realized, legit though. It was legit. Yeah. It was legit. It was. I mean, it was doing five hundred dollars a night a day right. in sales but it's pretty legit you know yeah, I mean like, absolutely. I, I mean that adds up pretty quick and so um it was really fun I mean you learned
0: inventory yeah yeah, yeah. Like you said paying on your employees paying your taxes yeah. and all that stuff yeah and I was, right, cool. I was a
1: young kid when I did that and so I've been working a lot like I said I don't know if I would necessarily oh he was an entrepreneur from young yeah. age I was but like I don't think that was the first thing that you would scream about me if you saw me but I think everyone okay. knew that I was working really hard, and so okay. I, know, I just always like that. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: Now talk about thirst. How did that come to fruition? Yeah. What made you inspired to do something like yeah. that?
1: Well, so I uh, I had a business partner in the Shaved Ice because at the time I didn't have any money, okay. but I needed one of these buildings to operate out of. Yeah. Um, found another kind of hustler business partner. She owned a bakery. She owned, still owns a bakery up in Heber. Oh, okay. Owned a, owned a property that uh, had the Shaved Ice building on it. I said, hey, I don't have any money, but I have an awesome business plan. Okay. I showed it to her, and uh, we ended up, like, splitting the ownership of the shaved ice business together. Okay. I was graduating high school. Um, going, I was going to be a freshman. I was going to the University of Utah. And uh, we were like, hey, this – at the time, it was just these soda shops blowing up. Swig had started a few years back. Sure. Nothing had made its way to Salt Lake yet. Um, and so we kind of saw a little gap in the market. Um, we were both kind of excited entrepreneurs. She had just walk, watched me work really hard at okay. the snow cone shack and, uh, we kind of did away with the snow cone shack and started, uh, work, started working on Thursday. That was about five years ago, oh, wow. four, four and a half years ago, probably when okay. we started working on it. And then, uh, we opened about three and a half years ago. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so we've been open awesome. for about three and a half years. We, uh, we have our main store is downtown, uh, on States on. 1300 South, just west of State Street. Yep. We have a location inside the Utah Jazz Arena, which we got, I got that location about a year after we opened. That's when awesome. When the living, uh, smart home remo- uh, arena was being remodeled. And then we have a little store at the University of Utah campus. And then one of the biggest parts of our company is we do catering. So we'll cater Interesting. Uh, corporate events, weddings, and anything in between, birthday parties kind of deal. Um, and we'll provide, what we do is we provide beverage stations and treats if you want them so we have that's rolling cool. soda bars that will roll into you know this venue here okay and make drinks for all the customers that are coming in or ever all the people for the wedding or or like i said anything in between and it's become really a large part of our business that's it's interesting kind of less glamorous and less in your face but uh i mean it's mo- equal or more bottom line when that's you're pretty actually cool, though yeah, yeah it's really cool so someone call
0: you for, for a birthday party or something like that and yeah. you like hey we want set up and people come in and just order drinks
1: at a wedding uh, or any event a lot of people in utah don't drink alcohol yeah that works really well but a lot of times too i mean people like treats at their wedding we do soft sure. pretzels we do cookies like these are things you have at events yeah. and people a lot of times don't think where that those kind of things come so there's a big market for it
0: yeah, yeah. and so you talk about snow cone shack and you talk about soda shop mm-hmm. with treats did you have experience in this in the food industry before, Zero. Zero. no. <laughs> I
1: tell people all the time, like, is something you like though? Or? Well, recently we, I bought a pretzel recipe. Okay. Uh, for soft pretzels over the last six months, probably. Yeah. I bought it like about six months ago-ish. I've since been a pretzel baker. Like yeah. you would think I was. Yeah, like, a it. Baker. Everyone's like, everyone covered in flour, twenty-four-seven. It's like, oh my god, you're probably like a professional baker, like. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know nothing about baking. I yeah. followed. It, I bought this recipe. I've been following it. And I've been selling it. I'm a good communicator. That's kind yeah, of my skill. Right. I'm communicating with my audience. I just made a video the other day on Instagram. That, like, it's not about your product or your service being bad. Right. Like, it's good. Like, I I, I feel, almost feel bad that people are like, oh, my gosh, like, I must not. My muffins must not be great or like my uh-huh. Christmas light hanging business. Like, I'm not good at hanging lights. Like, no, you're good. That's why you built a business around it. So you yeah. must have received some po- positive affirmation okay, I like that, you know. You your problem is communicating. Yeah, like your podcast is good. Like your whatever you're doing, it's good. Your artwork is good. It's just you need to communicate that to the people who want to buy your artwork or want to listen to your podcast. Yeah, and so that's all I'm doing in my business too. Like, uh, I don't think my competitors have worse products than me. You know, your product has to be good, right. we all know that, or you just, by being a good communicator, you just speed up the process of people sure. not liking it. Yeah. Um, but uh, what we're doing at Thirst, I think, is a, a really, it, it's a good example, it's a good model of being able to communicate with your customers okay. fast, and on every platform, and having no friction for them. You know, like, right. uh, anyone, if people don't really do social media, like, that can't be the loss for Thirst. You know, sure. if you don't, we have a really popular Instagram page, but we also have like a really powerful text list that we think we could sell yeah. any product at any time with. That's a, probably our biggest asset right now as far okay, as communicating with our customers. Yeah. And people wouldn't think it. It's like, oh, your Instagram is like, we have, we have 15,000 followers, but in Salt Lake locally, that's a lot. You right. Know? And, it, and we know that we built them the real way. You know, yeah. we didn't buy a single one of those. Those are like nice. built organically organic, yeah. from the community. And so, yeah, that's powerful, but... We all know the organic reach. The stars have to align for you to get right. a message across through Instagram. Text is huge for us right now because marketers haven't ruined it. People still look at all their texts. Yeah. Um, we're bringing value through text. We're, we're, we're informing them about a, a special product or a coupon or something in between like that. Nice. We're bringing them value through text. So, I mean, any way we can communicate, but email, Facebook groups has done well for us. Um, okay. Influencers, we, we work closely with influencers. I, my point was, any like, it's just about communicating. Communication. You know, it's just yeah. communicating with your customer. Like, if, if you're, like, thinking about it, you're like, if I actually wanted to tell them about this new product or service, like, I couldn't? Like, that's right. bad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And so, w- we can sit here you know, like, and on the flip side and be like, Well we could go to LinkedIn, we could go to Facebook groups, we could go to our influencers, you know. Yeah. You should have all these ways and you should do all of them if you're trying to sell them on. And so yeah, that's really worked for us.
0: It's interesting you say that. So I showed my my wife and my oldest, she's she just turned sixteen uh-huh. um the your Instagram pages. Uh-huh. And uh, first thing my wife did is she saw the pretzel with the, the pepperoni and cheese on yeah. it. She's like, Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Yeah. And then my daughter, she actually scrolled to the top and looked and she goes, Oh not bad. I said what? She goes they have 15,000 followers. Yeah. And so so that's funny, the the difference.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, my, my wife's looking at your content, yeah. my daughter's looking at your followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Now you talked about communication. Uh-huh. Okay, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. Someone brand new starting a business yeah. or trying to brand themselves. Yeah. What do you think is a key part of communication for them?
1: I, I, I think you I think you and Gary B says this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like you map your actions to your ambition. You know like we're trying to build a huge company and like we may not want to open a ton of more we're, we're opening a new store right now so okay. our main, our focus right now is communicating the hell out of that oh, to nice. anyone okay. everyone around there so that's our main focus can I ask it, kind of where you're thinking yeah i mean we're we haven't officially announced it but yeah. it's up in mill creek on 3300 okay. south yeah so awesome a big new our official second brick and mortar store. yeah so it's a big it's a big step for us and so we're trying to communicate that in every in every which way, obviously, Instagram is still the player of our society. Yeah, that is I think so. Where the world communicates right now, like hands down, at least yeah. in our you know United States culture, um, but that doesn't mean we're not going to talk to people everywhere else. We're con- continuously working to build our text platforms, find every Facebook group and be a valued member in those groups. Okay, be part of the community. Uh, continuously finding, trying to find influencers that we can bring value to each other. Um, not every influencer wants to have our treats and drinks every day sure that's fine but there's plenty of influencers that do and we can have a good relationship with each other um because they can help us communicate to their following we can get their product we can pay them whatever you know however we can communicate there so i would say uh you kind of have to first decide how big you're trying to go okay um but obviously instagram is the player you need to take that seriously um we've started on tiktok we've we're We're trying to go everywhere there's attention. Okay, nice. uh, I would say Instagram, I would also say text is really real right now. It's super real and I think it's having a moment because it hasn't, like I was saying, it hasn't been ruined yet. Right. There's not too many texts in the system. There's not too many businesses spending their money there. Definitely not the big businesses of the world. They don't have their money in the text market. Their budgets aren't there. And so it's a really interesting place um, to grab a lot of attention for relatively cheap if you know how to convert on it. And so I think influencers, uh, like even just a personal brand, I think it's smart to, I was talking to, it's funny, like our our business sells to a lot of moms. So I find myself working and talking (laughs) with a lot of mom bloggers. Sure. Um, But a really popular one in Salt Lake is called SLC Moms and I was DMing with her after I put out a video. She's like, I wanna start out a text list. And I'm like, you should. Because as an influencer, can you imagine if as an influencer, you send out a text once a week, once a month with, uh, in her case, she talks to moms, a weekly coupon discount code for a local business. You can take your kids, something of real value. And then when you go, I was telling her, then you have all the leverage. If you have a, she has 50, 60, 70,000 followers. If you convert that into 25,000 text numbers, think how much leverage you have to now go work with a brand. So she sends out a weekly discount code to her followers that her followers love because they get a free item or whatever. Right. Think how valuable that is to Thirst as a business or any business or a, you know, a lawn care company or anything in between. Um, if, you have a bit, if you're an influencer, what, what a business like mine is, is is paying you for is your attention, okay. is your followers, is the engagement, right? The better the engagement an influencer has, the more likely you wanna pay it, right? right? That's an asset. Um, but a text list can be a massive asset asset if if I send out if SLC mom sends out a discount code about thirst I'm going to get customers to my door. Yeah, you know if it's a buy buy a drink get a free cookie That's going to work right you know, and she can charge for that And so I think it's important not only as a business but as an influencer and anyone communication is a huge huge leverage right and uh Text is a huge, is a really powerful
0: Yeah, let me talk about that. You said it's not, it's not ruined yet, you know, and you're talking about like TV commercials, right? That's all ruined, right? Because most people don't watch commercials on TV. Yeah. They're either streaming or if they happen to be in a position where they're watching something and a commercial comes on, they go to their phone. Yeah. No one paid attention to the commercials on TV. Hardly anyone. Or... Or emails like people used to open up every email I remember I first got my first email like in late 90s right. and anytime I got like an email it was like once in a while like oh cool right. you've got mail I'm like yeah. awesome I'm popular yeah. now it's like spam glore
1: yeah
0: is that what you're kind of talking yeah, about Yeah, it's not about. really happening with text yet yeah and yeah. I think
1: everything too also has a moment like influencer True. marketing isn't as good now as it was before because influencers now okay. now people are starting to catch up right yeah brands are now doing influencer marketing deals a lot right yeah. because they're all like oh this is how we sell stuff um it's not the same as it used to be now I i used to give the example and i this was literally six or monster a year ago I was telling my marketing team at thirst about it think about it we throw scroll through our feet like this fast on our friends post right, um, right if you see an ad a sponsored ad a lot of times you go even faster right just right sure but a lot of times if you see an influencer like if you're a fisherman or if you're a fisher and you there's a really popular pro fisherman that you follow you know. a lot of times you slow down to half the speed to look at what his content
0: right gotcha um
1: you know because you look up to him but I think that moment's starting to go away because brands are realizing that influencers are po- influencers are so powerful. Yeah. Therefore, they're paying them to do every post that an influencer is posting as a brand deal. It's trying sure, to sell something. Sure, sure, you know I mean? sure, Yeah. And absolutely. so, um, I I think that moment's kind of starting to go. It's still there, but I think it's going away from influencer marketing a little bit. Um, I don't, I still think it's there for text though. Yeah. Um, but the second you start seeing text from Coca Cola. About their new Diet Coke flavors, right. or something new like cinnamon that. flavor. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's when I think the room for small businesses to work in there is going to be gone. Okay, yeah. that
0: that makes sense. Now, on on the podcast when you called in the Gary's show, uh-huh. you you at the end you were talking about tax tax. I was, and you were kind of talking about how you know you think you're overpaying that. for it as well. Yeah, and he he said he could help you out possibly. I don't know if he yeah. was he able to help you
1: out. I haven't, I haven't. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. Okay, so I, what I was know? saying to him uh-huh. was. I, I believe in text, but I'm trying, I I think we're finding the place where it fits in for us, but I do, it is expensive. Yeah. And what I think is best is picture messaging. You know, I think that makes kind of oh, all, okay. which is MMS versus SMS, which yeah. is a lot more expensive to send. Um, I uh, think it works all the best. I think it's the same reason Instagram or Facebook ads work better than Google AdWords. Right. Because right. there's creative to go with the, the yeah. text, right? Well, I mean,
0: because if you say, hey, try our new Pepperoni pretzel sounds good, but if you show that picture, my wife sees it. Hey, honey, um, can we? Yeah, can we go stop over here get get a a pretzel over here? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean mean, it's yeah it's marketing, and so uh, I'm trying to find a place that it fits. I wish I was. I I want to even I want to like buy a cell phone just for my business to have my okay customers like I literally might do this just text us at any time because I'm just trying to communicate with them 24 seven. So I was trying to ask him. A lot of what I was hinting at is I'm curious what he's doing on his personal one. Sure. Because he can't like, I mean, you gotta imagine he has hundreds of thousands of text numbers. Yeah. a million. I don't know. Right. And so like, how is that even reasonably priced? You know. Yeah. If my ten thousand, person list costs five hundred bucks, so that's what I was kind of asking. Right. And also, what's five hundred bucks on text versus five hundred against a really good creative on Facebook, uh, Facebook ads. You know what I mean? Okay, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes there's... It's in the air. And so I think it's a balance. But for us, we've kind of found a place like we we were just talking about this. We don't want to lose our customers' trust on their text list. We don't ever want to spam them. Sure, so sure. One our, our, our content rule for posting on Instagram and Facebook is if it ever even feels a little bit spammy, like we're just not feeling it, we just cut it out altogether. Okay. Because we... It's kind of our leverage we try to put out value in content and so the value can come in anyway and it can even come from just the way the captions phrase uh a picture of cinnamon rolls is a good example we yeah. make cinnamon rolls every morning um i think there's a few different ways that you can put and this is kind of i guess maybe a tip i like to give out kind of small business tips about especially marketing that's where we found big success okay. i guess one tip Uh, when it comes to providing value as a small business when you are ultimately trying to sell something. Say, we're trying to sell our cinnamon rolls, for example. There's several ways that you can get value from the cinnamon rolls. First off, you could hire a photographer or have someone on your team that's exceptional at photography. And the value could come just through food porn. Right. It could right, be like right. drippy icing and it could just look so delicious. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. You know absolutely. I mean? Those things blow up on Instagram. Oh, like, yeah. Hashtag food porn is probably massive. Yeah. You know I mean? The second thing is. <laughs> yeah. The second thing is um, you could inform them about something on that cinnamon roll. And so okay. we, we have like we want to sell our cinnamon rolls. Right. But it's not a good idea to post something that says, hey, it's a great day to buy cinnamon rolls or something like right. that. It, it brings no value right there's no value to the end consumer it's clearly just an ask it's just a sale however on the, f- on the okay, flip side gotcha. if we post that and say we are pulling out our cinnamon rolls out of the oven in 20 minutes right it, it's now information it's uh it's some it's information or an entertainment yeah. entertainment those are the two ways you bring value right right am i entertaining my audience with some food porn when it comes to this cinnamon roll specifically right am i food porning it And giving them a really delicious looking picture of my cinnamon roll or am I saying, hey, these are coming out in 20 minutes. If you want the hot ones, we're going to have two dozen. We're going to be selling out. That's information. Yes. That's right. You should be here now to get this or, hey, mention this post. Get buy one, get one free or something like that. We'll never. And I, 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 I hope people will check out at Thirst Drinks to look at every one of our posts, every single one of them. If you look at the cap, like, you'll be like, oh, they're selling me this lemonade here. But Uh in reality, we were telling you about the process of how we make fresh lemonade or whatever. You know what I mean? That's not an actual post, but that's something we would do. You know, and so we're always trying to bring value, which I think can get tricky. But if you kind of break it down into either inform them with something or entertain them with a video, uh, you know, uh, a picture that's delicious looking, you know, in our case if you're selling food. But yeah, I think that's a good way to bring value all the Yeah,
0: time. And, and speaking of that bringing value, I think that is important. You know, if you're posting something, have it bring value, not just like well, you said, something salesy. Just yeah. bring value. It doesn't even have to be it can just even if it's just something fun, you know, just something fun, that can still exactly. bring value to just someone just swiping through, looking at random, monotonous stuff and then be like, Oh
1: ha exact good one, you know? Yep. It's just, you know, any any type of value is and always the, good. And the good thing is too, the algorithm's on your side. You know what I mean? Okay. And so a lot of people complain about it, but really the algorithm is the best thing that could possibly happen. If you're not bringing value, if your customers don't like it, then I'm really going to see it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so that's why we we post a lot. Like we post in the summer when we were really ramping up the content, we were five times a day. Instagram really was having a moment. We were posting five times a day, and everyone's like, how can you post that much? Like, isn't that annoying? Our followers are in love with us, though. Sure. Because, because we're bringing value in every post. Yeah. You know, we're working hard to either make these funny videos, either going out and filming an extra series, just doing more and doing more in an effort to bring constant value. Yeah. Um, it's definitely paid
0: off. It, well, that's good. And it's important. I was, I was talking to my brother and... Uh you know, like I was telling you, we have, we have a podcast, me and my brother together. Yeah. We just kind of have fun topics. I told him, keep posting. Post something every day, yeah. multiple times a day. And yeah. he says the same thing, too. Like, I don't want to be spammy. Right. And I said, listen, unless we only have five followers, no one's going to see every post yeah. we put, yeah. you know? No one's going to see it. People, it's just the way the algorithms are, exactly. you know, you're usually not going to see every single thing. That's why you got to put multiples out there yeah. uh, because, because of that.
1: Yeah. And also, I think, too, like, I was kind of, in one of the questions I asked Gary on the show is... Look, I want to start putting out personal content because I want the leverage of like doing well in one business to do okay. the next one. Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, I I've really kind of realized, and I realized this through thirst content over the last four years too, is don't make the decision for someone else that they don't care about what you're talking about. Yeah. you know, and like my like, and then I started thinking about it. Sometimes I'll sit and watch like I'm not a big content consumer, but if I mean, someone like Gary that I like or some of these influencers that we're working with in our business, sometimes I'll like find myself Thirty five minutes later, after watching a hundred stories in a row, right, I'm like, right. those bastards just got me <laughs> for so <laughs> long. I'm like, I'm like, wow, but I did that. So people yeah. are, pro-, and I'm a busy guy. So people are probably doing that, right? You know, and so yeah, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> and, I, and
0: I have a hard time putting that much content out there just because I, I just so twenty four hours a day is just not enough for me. I think. Yeah, no, um, I but I want to talk about that episode a little bit more too, because you mentioned something on there where you were talking about how you didn't want to come off as. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you help me out. But but you wanted, you wanted to seem real. You didn't want to yeah. seem like some fake poser yeah. out there. Kind of the, I, the, the gist of what I got. Him.
1: Yeah, and what I, I think what I didn't say in the podcast, or listening to it again, I think what I wasn't clear enough about if, is, for me, it's a lot of it. it. It's getting over the age thing for me. Okay. You know, I've been, I mean, I've been working for a long time. Yeah, like, right. For a long time, I've been like, I started... You know, really just kind of committing to 50 hours a week, a week. I don't know, I don't put a number on how much I work. You sure. Know, but it's just kind of what I've done. Yeah. You know, it's just what I've been doing since I was probably 15 or 16. Very like religiously, it's brought me the most joy. And so I feel like I know a lot about yeah. at least I like to really stay in my lane. You know, like I, I what I don't like is people putting out I, that are my age, putting out a lot of motivational content because right. as much as I feel like I have experience, I haven't lived life as much as a lot of other people sure don't. sure ever i have built a reasonably sized business right yeah um, and it isn't necessarily my first one and i found some real success as far as communication and marketing and building a team and experience and so uh that's where i've kind of that's where i was kind of asking him was like how do i kind of stay in my lane and, yeah. and do it and and i think the answer was pretty clear it's just you're pretty much already doing it. That's kind of what he was saying. Absolutely. And, that's uh, exactly what they were saying. Yeah. yeah. And so I, th- I think a lot of it was, I wanted to his affirmation. Yeah. You know, and you know, that's good. I got it. Yeah.
0: I'll <laughs> tell you one thing. What my mentor Rafa, what he, what he told somebody in, in our organization one time, uh, he, he was young, just getting started off in business. Uh, and, and he's had the same type of fear, you know, like, but I'm only 19. Yeah. And, and, and my mentor Rafa said, let's just say you're on a ship yeah. and you see someone drowning. And you throw them a lifesaver. Are they going to say, hey, they're drowning, right? Are they going to ask, wait, how old are you? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. No, they're going to grab on to that life preserve and get pulled into yeah. safety. And so I always think about that a lot of times. I hear people talk about age. And, and, yeah. and so that's the one thing to think about. Just say, hey, you know what? You have a product or service people want. Mm-hmm. They don't care how old you are, yeah. right? You're putting out the results. There's yeah. nothing they can really doubt about
1: it. And, and I, I like it too because I feel like I'm related, like, I'm running a very small business that started from literally zero dollars to me working all of the shifts for the first year, <laughs> literally sure. every single one, I believe you it. know, and yeah, and, I mean, you get it. And so I think a lot of people are, have been in that same situation mm-hmm. um, and have had their back. I mean, I'm constantly like to this day, I'm like opening a new location. Like I don't have a lot of money, you know yeah, what I mean? Like right. my back's often against the wall when it comes to expenses. And I think that's the case for a lot of small businesses. Yeah. You have to ride, ride the fine line of like, keeping your business in business and also reinvesting in the things that are smart. It's hard, yeah. it's really hard. You have to make payroll every week, you know what I mean? And some of these tactics I'm putting out, I actually think can help them make their payroll that week. Right, you know? And right. because I've seen it happen in my business, my business partner has a very similar brick and mortar small business, Yeah. similar tactics that we're doing at Thirst um, are being applied there, and, and she's really found success doing it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's real. It's, it's
0: very real. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be interesting now because I've been in your position where you kind of walk into a room maybe with other uh, business owners or something like that. And you kind of feel like, yeah, I'm the youngest one here. And how serious are they going to take me? And then you're going to fast forward to like me today. And then you're going to be like, I'm one of the oldest people in this room yeah. now. <laughs> and and it, it, yeah. it's going to be that, that shift. And, yeah. and it's going to hit you one day. And you're like, man, getting old sucks. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, it's, 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 that's definitely going to happen. Um, on one of your fees, I really like this one. Mm-hmm. And you showed the steps of how you turned $80 into eight hundred dollars right. in a day. Right. Um, I found that a, like, I found that very entertaining oh, and, and also informational as yeah. well. Um, so i talk about that because I, re- I yeah. did really like that one.
1: I wanted to show real quick how good communication can turn into sales. Right, and I'm uh, sorry to interrupt profit. you
0: because I, I want, I want people. This example, I want people to see just kind of the examples of what your content is. because yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. So sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm trying to keep it real.
0: Yeah. I mean that's what I'm trying to do on my which I, content, which I loved. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I think if I don't have the leverage of you know living life for a long time, at least I have the leverage of. I'm actually out there doing it every day. Yeah. You know, I'm in, under these same stresses that we were just talking about right. that real business owners have. And so one of those things is like we were just talking about, sometimes you got to come up with cash, right? Like yeah. Fast, you know, and the way to do that is first, there's two steps. Really? I broke it down in the video. First is have a good product. And we were talking right. about this at the beginning. Your product's probably good if you have a business, right, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you've had a business for more than six months, and your product or service wasn't good, someone's told you by now. Right. (laughs) So, or at least we hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Step two is being able to communicate. Uh You know, you have to be able to communicate that product or service to your customers. And so, what I showed in the video was me going out, spending $80 at the restaurant supply store on some ingredients of some soft pretzels that we're sometimes bring in on feature. Um, and so I went to the store I spent that 80 bucks and then while I was making the batter I showed the steps of how I communicated that to my customers so first I announced that we were having them that night on Facebook and Instagram where we've put in work to be able to communicate them we built a following and become part of the community I went to Facebook groups and um, became part of the community in there and said and, and, and gave them value. It wasn't right. saying, hey, come buy my stuff tonight. It was like, hey guys, hope everyone's having a great night. It's Ethan, the owner of Thirst, or you know Rachel, the marketing manager at Thirst. It's very personable, it's not spammy. And we're saying, hey, we're having these at this certain time and they're gonna be fresh. Um, we hope you're having an awesome night, we'd love to see you." it. Right. So it's being a good member of the community right. matters. And yeah, so I did absolutely. that on Facebook groups, we sent out a text blast, we sent out an email blast. Um, we used our and we reached out to a few local influencers that we work with that also help us communicate with our customers. Nice. And uh, all those steps kind of led into selling a lot of them. You know, we probably could have <laughs> sold more if we could have made them faster. Right.
0: But um. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have.
1: I mean, we were we were selling pretzels yesterday, and like we we were almost like in awe. We're like, there are so many people online all day. Oh yeah. All day on a Saturday. I mean, like you go to thirst. It's really busy right now. And uh, we're kind of at a high point of our being of our ability to communicate. Right. And so we're trying to just hustle and keep up with it and kind of lead that into our new store. And so, yeah, just a quick video of, you know, with good communication skills and a good product. Right. Granted, uh, you can turn a little bit of money into a lot. Yeah.
0: So. Well, at the end of the video, you show the line. Of, so you, as a soda shop, you it looks like most of your business comes through. the a drive-thru. It does. Uh, I, I, I like to walk in because I, I do Google reviews. So okay. I took a bunch of pictures so I can do yeah, a Google review. Yeah, cool. uh, But anyway, the line around the street yeah. you know around the street corner a uh, line of people and then you said hey listen I spent a hundred dollars I didn't use one one item so yeah. I ended up spending 80 uh, we made almost 800 so yeah. I turned 80 to 800 in less than 24 hours yeah I was like that's great content man I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, awesome real. it really <laughs> happens it
1: happens every single weekend I mean uh it's we can one of the one of the ways we've uh kind of Gotten a lot of exposure. Right. Is uh, we've had a lot of things to communicate. And so that's another reason, it's, it's another point that I like to, I guess, tell to other business owners if they're struggling with what to post on social media is yeah, we're good at communicating. We have a good amount of followers, we have a lot of people on our text list, we have a lot of people on email list, and we worked hard to build those platforms up. But we're also communicating a lot of things okay. and so a lot of the times if you don't have enough things you feel like to post out on social media a lot of the times you need to point the finger at yourself and say sure am I doing enough things to create content about and to communicate about yeah. for instance uh, every single weekend at our shop we do a weekend feature we, okay. we go out and find either another local business or we internally re- create a recipe we, we bring in a new product that isn't normally on our menu, and it's on our menu all day Friday and Saturday every single weekend. Uh, if it's a local businesses, like uh, hey this weekend we're featuring San Diablo churros, like churros from a churro company that's right. local. We'll literally spend the week on our Instagram page putting out content about San Diablo churros the week, we'll okay. and we'll be like hey they're gonna be at Thursday this weekend. Here's why they're awesome. Here's how you can hire them to cater your right. event. Like we're totally just become part of the community. That weekend we have them, and that weekend obviously. We get new customers that just wanted a churro, and actually found out that they had a great experience at Thirst. So it's a great way to get new customers. Also, Santiago Churro. I mean, I'm just using them as an example. Sure. But, uh, they're sharing it. Obviously, they want more. They want to yeah. sell more product at our store. Um, but it's work. You know, our team goes out. and Has to do a photo shoot about all this content. They have to go find the product. They have to go make a arrange a range of deal with the business owner. It's work. But it's giving us massive amounts to communicate about on top of that daily promotions is a great way to have something to communicate about Uh, Could you be doing a daily deal that you could be posting about and making funny videos about? Um, Every single Sunday, like I was telling you early, we do something called thirsty Utah business Where we just go to another local business and try to become part of the community. We're doing a lot of things We have different funny little video series you (laughs) know, like uh, instructional videos on how to make our product, like just anything. Right. You know, like we're we're ha- we're doing a lot of things that are putting us in a position to have a lot of, to communicate about, and so I think that's a oft oftentimes a lot of problems. We so have a lot of followers, or I have all these people to text because I have all this data or whatever, but I don't know what to tell them without being spammy. Well, do something. Sure. You know. Right. <laughs> do something to communicate about, it. and so we've done that. We've worked really hard, in, and then. It's but it's given us content. It's given us that's what great. About, so. Now, about no, you know, obviously spending all this money on
0: inventory, text blast. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you have Rachel here with, from marketing. Yeah. You know, hanging out with us. Um, give us, yo, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you know, this stuff isn't free, obviously. Right. And so, how 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 important is it to you know when you're when you're especially brand new and you're tight on funds? Yeah. How important is it to reinvest back into your business and yourself and all of that?
1: I mean, it's it's. Not only is it important for most of the small, if you're an actual small business owner out there, especially if you have a brick and mortar, it's almost always necessary in the first, up till pretty much now in my business, you know, like looks like we're, I mean, we're really busy. We have a lot of employees are opening a new store. I don't make any money. I'll (laughs) I'll put that on blast. I have never made a lot of money from my business. I probably anticipate to in the future, I anticipate to build a a lot of skills give me leverage to make money up some, some way. But like, I'm not making a ton of money from it. It's right. usually necessary to stay in business. Like I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Like I guarantee it because I know how busy we are and how much we're reinvesting to stay that busy and to take it to the next level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, usually it's necessary, but it's also, it's, it's usually, sorry, it's usually necessary just to pay the bills. It's definitely right. necessary if you want your business to go to the next level, we watch our competitors all the time. Uh, not take social media seriously. Have okay. one. Have, have one store that's really well located um, next to you know something you know a mall or a uh-huh. school or something that does really well. And naturally, just by people being around there, it'll get busy. But uh, and they'll kind of suck all the profit of out of it. Yeah. Not pay their employees a lot. Um, the people are gotcha. you know, people. You can't take you can't take for granted business. Like, that's one thing I've really learned is you can't take for granted people coming to your store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, you have to reinvest and make sure that they're having a good experience. Like, reinvesting doesn't just mean marketing. You know, sure. for me, reinvesting is my employees. I think I pay my employees more than all my... I don't know for sure. But I'm right. pretty much positive. I pay my employees way more than any of my competitors and definitely my managers. But uh, they provide a really awesome experience. And so that's part of reinvesting, too, on top oh, of that. Absolutely. Obviously ads, marketing, you know, um, uh, not taking money yourself so that you can go hire an extra person to be your full-time marketing person, you know, if you don't have time to do it. Like, really, like, it comes in a lot of different forms, but it's definitely necessary. It's definitely something that we're doing.
0: Absolutely. And uh, it's, yeah. Well, and as you know, the road to entrepreneurship is not easy, and it sometimes has a lot of strife and struggles yeah. but but you know you just got to keep maintaining and keep going keep going and yeah. and, you, and you'll blast right and i and i know you will now talking about providing great content and communication uh-huh. um and you know you use influence to help you get your name and product and communicate out there how do you because i have a pet peeve but i want to know what you think when you see people's bios okay. and in their lists entrepreneur Okay. But when you look at their stuff, you you're not really. Rachel's giggling. You don't really she knows see. I'm about okay, all right, or right, you know what I'm talking about? Then tell me, please.
1: I mean, I'm not one to judge. All right, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll I be mean, a little judgy, but okay. Yeah, okay, for both, of, I'll, us, I'll, I'll for both of us. For no. both of us. Um. I, I think that I take a lot of pride in being a real entrepreneur. Yes, thank one you. Someone that's building an thank actual you. business. And no, I don't think it needs to be brick and mortar to sure. be an real actual business. But I will say that a lot of the times when someone's building a social media marketing agency or a life coaching okay. business, okay, <laughs> you're usually not building an actual business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's really easy to like, uh, like, I mean, ask yourself if Instagram went away would you actually be an entrepreneur? Sure. Because it could, right? It you absolutely could. could. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, yeah, I'm not, I won't be the one to talk shit. But, <laughs> but no, I think it's, uh, I I just try to put out real content that's like, you know, almost, I guess, in the back of my mind, like proving that I'm actually doing it. You know? Yeah. I want to see nothing wrong I with that either. It, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Because that's one of my biggest pet peeves when I see people post things like that. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're not taking that title seriously. That is a, that is an earned title. Yeah. And I don't care if someone's even just doing like a multi-level company. Yeah. As long as if they're really like in the trenches, really trying to build that agency. Yeah. Or if they're opening a brick and mortar store and they're there every day putting working every shift like you said. Yeah. Or someone like me where I do services, more of a service, yeah. and I'm out there networking, talking to people. If you're doing stuff like that, man, I give kudos to anybody because right. it's not easy. Right. But just to put that in your bio yeah. and then just, you know take selfies of you talking exactly. or <laughs> I don't know, you know, posting inspirational quotes yeah. for me. It's just and, like, and you uh, know what I'm asking
1: Gary? And I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to break through now. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and to get Gary's, what Gary and uh, Amy basically said is real. will find real. Yeah. You know, and 100%. I think that's true. It just sometimes is a bummer that like it takes so long, you know? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like patience. Now I get it, but it's like, I think it comes easy. Yeah. yeah and it, it's like, It's like, it sucks to watch like, it doesn't suck. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care. But like, I know you bought your followers, you 40,000 followers, entrepreneur Instagram. You can buy those because other entrepreneurs are following you and being like, oh, this guy's awesome. He really does real business. You know, you're faking other fakers or those are just fake all together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so. Real find real, like you said, and, yeah. and people will sniff out yeah. the, the posers eventually. Yeah, no, like I know. <laughs> Ethan, man, I appreciate your time, no, dude. This awesome. this has been great. Yeah. Uh, again, tell people where they can find you, the store, all of that. Kind of give your yeah, plug out no, there. So um,
1: my business is called Thirst. It's at Thirst Drinks. We're We're basically trying to... Create a model, create a an infrastructure as a business that uh, allows us to communicate with our customers on any level, in any way that we want to do that. And uh, I think drinks and treats will always be something that people like. Oh, uh, yeah, especially we,
0: someone like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
1: I, I mean, my thing is, I don't even think we're a soda shop. I like to tell people we're not a soda shop. We're just more okay. a treat shop. I like that. Shop, I like that. You know, um... You can get soda at Thursday We make great soda mixers, but you can also get your favorite lemonade or sparkling water hot or, or hot chocolate. And uh, everyone likes cookies, you know? So yeah. if you don't like soda, that's no reason not to come to our business. You know, in fact, if you don't, I don't even really drink soda at all. I'm <laughs> the founder, co-founder of the business. So, um, we, uh, yeah, we're just trying to be a good part of the community. We're trying to really communicate with our customers and bring value. And uh, personally, on my other side, I'm just kind of documenting the journey. Um, I like it. I'm just trying to show through and through just my tips and tricks they're working on my business i'd love for people to apply them to theirs um and just help out any way that i can and uh yeah.
0: i like that like the idea of, of giving right just yeah, giving I mean, information we both know most people won't do anything with that yeah but it, it does feel good to give back in order to give it,
1: yeah it feels good and then and also like i think it's good to like selfishly like if we had to be like super selfish and real about yeah. it in some and in, in some ways it builds us up. Le- like we want, we want to build leverage. We want to be able to know everyone. We'll be helping everyone out. So we have this big community of people that want to help each other. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, let me help you with your business so that when I need your service or I need something that you know how to yeah. do, I'm good at marketing. I'm going to put out all my best marketing tips. Right. But I want to be best friends with you and you've got something that can help me out. I think that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, It doesn't it have absolutely. to seem scammy
0: you know right.
1: it's like we're just all trying to help each other out and that's phenomenal you help, it, it comes
0: full circle it was what i've seen you know it comes full circle yeah. helping helping each other out yeah. um and uh, what is one? i got to say the cinnamon rolls are baked fresh every day they're delicious <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's some of your favorite things at your shop that you like to my
1: current favorite thing yeah. right now is our soft pretzels I okay. got my hands on a really good soft pretzel recipe about six months ago nice and uh, it pairs really good with any drink that you're gonna I like lemonade a lot so I like okay uh, my favorite if I was gonna give a pitch about thirst it would be okay you should try the fresh prints and a soft pretzel all right um, because the thing I'm most excited about right now is like I said I got my hands on a soft pretzel recipe it's amazing. Nice. It's really, I'm not a baker, but I've been whipping up thousands of pretzels over the last few months. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. The salty with the sweet is super good. Nice. And so uh, there's something for everyone. I think we're really just trying to be, we're, we're, we're a brand and an experience. Like we don't have an, you know, we're selling delicious drinks and delicious soft pretzels, but you're not going to come to thirst for some legendary, you know, pastry or drink that's okay. going to change your life. You're going to have an amazing experience. Right. You're going to meet good people. You know, it's going to bring you value. you were hungry or you're thirsty. And it's going to be super delicious. And you're going to love following us on Instagram. And um, it's going to be great to be friends. You leave with so, a smile. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Where
0: would you come up with the names? Because my, my favorite drink, uh, <laughs> I like root beer or ginger beer drinks.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so my favorite one is you're killing me, Smalls. Okay, yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a root beer based one. Where yeah. Where'd you come up with these names? Okay,
1: so my business partner is also a huge hustler. His okay. Is Sierra McLeave. Um, she's tied into a lot of my content. Um, she's more of a more of a silent partner in thirst, but she has another business. Um, she had a lot of the names of drinks up at her store. Oh okay. Um, Yeah, and so they they do like kind of a a a more limited version of the drinks that we do at thirst. All right. Um, Almost have all the same stuff, and uh, so a lot of them came up there. A lot of them are just about my life. The like, uh, pretty funny and popular one is the frat star. Okay. And so I was actually in a fraternity at the University oh, of Utah. Okay. And so people grabbed that, or just the, I I named our most popular drink, which is the Diet Coke with coconut and fresh lime. Okay. I noticed about a year or two and two years into our business, ninety percent of the people coming through our drive through in the afternoons were suburban's with cars for kids, <laughs> okay, mothers, right. mothers. Yeah. And so I really went after it. I named our most popular nice. drink after them. Uh, I started a vlog series called Thirsty Mom. This is mm-hmm. another thing about doing things to create content. Yeah. In. We created a series called Thirsty Mom TV. Okay. At the time, a 19, 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid was running around with the camera talking to the thirsty moms. Just like, just stuff, I like it. you know, just I like it. just putting out a lot of stuff. It's fun, and uh, <laughs> we just like to provide a good experience.
0: Awesome. Well, Ethan, thanks so much for coming you know, down I today and, and talking with the, with the listeners and viewers from the DVO show, and um, I wish you just much success I coming your way. All right, thanks, thanks so much. Man. And you guys, thanks again for listening and watching. We'll talk to you later. Bye.